Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast. A presentation of ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat the Designer. Bear Down Bears fans, training camp week is here. We have made it. Good Ooh. Lord, the offseason felt so long. I mean, technically, we still in it, but shut up. We excited. Training camp is here. It is time to break down real Bears football with Lance Briggs. And uh, unfortunately, not off to a great start with how uh, Chase Claypool is going on the pup. We got to talk about that. And listen, I'm not having a podcast on training camp week happen without having a conversation about Lance Briggs at training camp. So all that more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Lance, how are you doing today, brother? Hey, listen, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. You know, it's uh, it's it'll be about 116 degrees here in Arizona today. So it's uh, we're, we're going to burn. So, But, you know, what else is new? I saw I saw you like do the lean back before we started recording and look outside like not yet. <laughs> yeah, because the how are AC, the evenings I, there. How are the evenings there? Are you good at like five well, p.m. to go out? I'm outside a lot. You know, I'm outside a lot. So when the uh, when that that back end of the the heat the that the sun is not as intense. Yeah. Even though the temperature is up. And so on that back end, you know, you get any kind of shade, you it dro- temperature drops ten degrees. Mm. So it starts to, you know, it's, you know, we get that desert wind. You have to be, you have to live in the heat in order to understand what that desert wind feels like. So um, it's a, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to say the least. Hey man, it, it, you, you <laughs> avoid the Chicago winners. That's all you mm-hmm. were really going for out of it. But Hey, I mean, we got training camp week here. I'm excited about the week. Unfortunately, it's not off to what we would call the greatest start here, as okay. we do have Chase Claypool being put on the pup list. Now, when asked about what was going on with Claypool, basically the Bears have said that this is just a precautionary thing, that you know it's just a few minor things. But I'm not going to lie. Not to say I'm overly concerned, but the Bears have told me day-to-day on guys and then Lucas Patrick missed an entire season. So, Lance, when you hear this, what are your thoughts on Chase Claypool being put on the pup ahead of training camp? What kind mm-hmm. of impact do you think that's going to have on this Bears offense? Well, uh, you know, he seems to make the headlines. You know, the headlines seem to follow him no matter what he does. Um and I, at this point right now, I don't see any point in looking into it too deep. You know, um, he he probably tweaked something, and maybe you know they said there's a there's a number of number of things. There's enough things that have to be addressed that need to keep him from uh, being full go for however long it needs to be. The hope is that uh, that he focuses on all of that and ha- having all of that. He has some good trainers there in Chicago. Um, if, if he allows them to take care, uh, take care of him, of himself and himself taking care of himself, yeah. then, you know, I, I, I have to believe that he wants to get on the field as soon as possible. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting to me because while I, the only thing that does concern me is if this gets lengthy, because I saw how Justin Fields was with guys in training camp last season. If you weren't in camp with them, you weren't getting the football. And it seems like where Chase Claypool is right now, especially in a contract year, you need to be getting the football. But we know that that next man up mentality is pretty much how every team in the NHL or NFL operates 
Yeah. Um, when you when you think about that next man up mentality, you think about some of the players that are going to have an opportunity to step up. Who are you looking closest at? Is there somebody who you've got your eye on where it's like Chase is down? Now I want to see what you can do in that spot. Well, we we went and got DJ Moore. That's our guy. Yeah. You know, of course, uh, Darnell Mooney. Love watching him last year. You know, uh, uh, take a step. You know, in toward toward uh, you know one of the one of our our dependable wide receivers. You know, Mooney is a playmaker, uh, you know, and, you know, there were some there were times last year where where Villas Jones did some some good things for us. You know, we had some some flashes of something uh, that that, you know, that that reminds us of why he was drafted so early. You know, and I know he's a bubble guy, but I think also think, you know, this is a year that he could really break out on special teams and yeah. help the team as a uh, as a third, fourth option. So um, there's a lot going on right now you know even uh eq uh st brown as one of those uh those pivotal wide receivers there's a lot of opportunity for those guys with uh clay pull out to uh come out and and, and really show out in, in the preseason well whether that is for the bears come the preseason or comes come the regular season or you're putting tape on so another team picks you up mm. either way you got to go out and you got to put the best best film forward put your best foot forward sort of for that film how do you mentally prepare for that as a player, right? Like you're in a situation, you've you've been the man for a long time, so you got to go deep in the Rolodex here on this one. How do you mentally prepare for the situation where somebody may be ahead of you and all of a sudden coach comes to you and says, it's you, it's your time to shine. You got to put something out there for us. Let's go. It's go time. What's the, what's the thought process there? Well, football players, you know, just like any other sport, you always got to know that you're, you're, you're always one play away anyway. You know, you're always one play away. There's somebody, there's an injury. You know, you've been competing. The coaches have seen it. They start to tell you, listen, you know, you're going to play 50% today. You're going to play 50%. Um, and whoever plays the best, you know, it, you know, is going to be our starter moving forward. You know, or we're not getting enough production from our starter. We're plugging you in. You're always one play away. So with that being said, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. And everybody knows that. All right. <laughs> How easy is that mentality, though? Because I, I it's funny because in football, I think that it may be a little bit easier on the stay ready, get ready, because the physical part is so impactful. I know in the NBA, they like, listen, if I get six shots, I got to make three of them for me to stay on this court. Is it kind of that way in football where you have to it's stay ready to get ready? But that mentality isn't as easy as it is to say. No, I mean it's, it's 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 certainly easier said than done when you get out yeah. there and and uh, you're facing somebody with like moving parts. Not you're not hitting bags. You know this guy that's that you know if you're a linebacker, you're covering up a tight end. You don't know if he's pass blocking or uh, or he's going to release on a route. You know you have to be prepared for everything. You know, but and and if you get out there and you lunge and he olays you and he's running 15 yards down the field wide yeah. open you're probably not going to be out on the field very long, you know? So you have to, when I say, you, you know, you stay ready, uh, you never have to get ready. Yeah. You're ready for whatever. If he yeah. steps towards you, you know how to lock out. You know how to disengage. If he starts to release, you know how to stay in balance. You know how to stay square to make him run around you. Do the things that the, the, stick to your fundamentals and your fundamentals will help you to, to be ready when, the, when your number's called. It's always good. To, I think the exciting part about this, at least at the wide receiver position, we talked about some of the defensive depth that, you know, might be a little bit of a concern, but at least at the wide receiver position, I do feel like, right, 
If Claypool was the number one here, I'm very concerned. He was the number two in this situation, but we didn't know because I think Darnell Mooney still is vying for that number two spot, even though he probably goes back to the slot. We know him and Justin have that connection. But I think just because of the depth at the wide receiver position that I see, right, like I'm, I was to the point where I was basically like, Valus Jones probably isn't going to make the team because I don't mm-hmm. know if he's a better wide receiver than those four guys. I mm-hmm. don't know if he's a better special team player than Dante Pettis. I think that this is an opening for a guy like Valus Jones, and you mentioned him being a bubble guy, that he really needs. And I think this is his best opportunity to take advantage of it because yeah. now, right, I can put my size on display. I can put the fact that I'm supposed to be this bulldog on the offensive side on display at training camp. Yeah, you know, and and he can add value, you know, through special teams. Come out, you know, and and, and I remember when he came out that first uh, that first year, his 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 rookie year, you know, he had some some foul ups. He had, a, he had yeah, I believe foul-ups. five fumbles his rookie uh, year. Right, right. You know, what I mean, and and we're 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 two years past that now, and and so it's time to put that stuff past and move forward. So for him. You know, coming out and and uh, doing things the right way. You know, having returns. Number one, securing the ball, yeah. securing the ball on all special teams, and then doing what you do best. And the reason why they draft you is, is you are a guy that can create in the special teams. So if you can create, now you start to add value. They start plugging you in a little bit at receiver, and when your opportunity is called, you're catching the balls consistently. Now. We're we starting to change our mind on how we feel about Bellas Jones. I think yeah. this is a great opportunity for him. But in order for, to do that, he has to fall on his fundamentals. You have to you have to have sticky fingers, hold on to the ball and create on special teams. On training camp week, what's the biggest pressure heading into this week right now? What's the thing that's always that you think with most players is always on the forefront of their mind as they're I mean, like we're two days away from it really being real to some of these guys. It depends on the situation. You know, there's guys that sign free agent deals, you know, that know that uh, they're they're always going to be one day away from getting that pink slip, you know, and coaches saying, hey, we, uh, you know, bring your playbook and we're going to we're releasing you. You know, it's going to be a fight for them to be noticed. You know, it's one of those deals where um, um, the ones are going to go against the ones, the twos are going to go against the twos and then the threes and fours are going to get to go against each other. But how much weight our coach is going to have on threes and fours going against each other? You know, you know, if, if you're a three and four, you're going against a three and four. Um, the, the coaching staff, it's, it, it's, 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 a, it's a hard sell unless you, that three or four is going against the ones or mm-hmm. the twos, you know? So, the, you know, there's, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's an uphill battle for a lot of those young guys, a lot of those young guys, not only the young guys, but the, the free agents, you know, even the veteran free agents, they know their situation. Um, and for some of those guys, some of the guys that got drafted or the free agents that are coming in, it's a great opportunity to come in and show them your value, you know, yeah. why they brought you in, why they drafted you so high. Um, um, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to open eyes and build trust for the men that are next to you, you know, and, and let everybody know, man, I, 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 we got a guy, you know, that's yeah. what you want everybody to say, hey, fellas, we got a guy right now, you know, and they see you at the table. They come put their plate down and they start to want to get to know you a little more because we got a guy. <laughs> what was that? What was that moment for you where, where all of a sudden the Bears realized that they had a guy in, in Lance Briggs showing up? What was that day that you had that you were like, oh, man, hey, hey, y'all got something here, boys. 
Shoot, I don't know. Um, I, I I I stuck to the uh, I stuck with the, the the rookies, you know, all the time. You know, I, I was drafted with a player, uh, Bobby Wade, that went to Arizona with me, so it was easy for us to congregate amongst each other. You know, yeah. and um, they had this paper that would go out where they said which rookie stood out each week. You know, and so most of, or or that day, and most of the days they would go out there, they would say, hey, this kid, this Ricky Briggs, he's going out. He's he's hitting people. You know, oh, man, man, this kid Briggs is going out. He's hitting people. So um, I noticed that part. You know, I noticed that part and uh, and and just kind of took it uh, and try to just kind of went from there. You know, but and, and, and at that point, I knew that at least somebody is watching. Yeah, it's it's as a uh, as a as a young guy in there. Who was the person that you hit that told you, hey, chill out, young fella? <laughs> I feel, Did you have any of those, any vets in the room that you, you caught them good? It was like, hey, man, listen, I'm trying to make the team out here. I'm trying to make an impression. You know, I didn't I didn't hang around long enough to to hear anybody say that. Like, <laughs> I, I was hit and I was back to the huddle. You know what I mean? Like, I was, <laughs> I was flying around. I was hitting. I mean, I wasn't the only guy, but I was flying around when I played and I hit and I was getting back to the huddle, man. I didn't have time. I didn't have time for this discussion of that because number one, I'm uh, all of us rookies. We're all playing every special team and yeah. going straight from all those special teams right to 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 uh, to seven on or team or inside drill. And we had to play all the different linebacker positions. I was tired. I just wanted to make it out of practice without having to be hooked up to an IV. well that was that was the next question what's that first for these rookies coming in what's that first training camp practice like is it a different level of practice that you've done your whole life um it's it's different it's very efficient you know nfl they're very efficient they don't waste any they don't waste a second of the time that they have you know while they're out there um so you know the i think the thing that I worried about and a lot of us worried about all the time was, you know, not being uh, um, not being attentive enough. Like if it's special teams, you know, I'm on this special teams, but I'm not on this one. And I got to know right when we switch over. And if we don't switch over, the worst thing that you can hear is somebody yelling out, hey, where's Briggs? Where's Briggs? You're like, oh, no. And you're running out there like, no, you know, they, they look at you like, oh, you don't want to be here, don't you? You don't want to be here. You know, that's that's the stuff that, you know, you always worry. So a lot of times when they go to another special team, just run out there, just run out there anyway, whether you're on it or not. And then have them have them uh, tell you to get out. Hey, you're not on this team. Get out of here. Hey, you're not on this team. Get out of here. Well, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure I want you. Yep. The scariest thing for you to do is one of the coaches be yell, start yelling your name and you're not on the field where you're supposed to be. Who, who, was the, who was the coach? It looked like you had a little flashback right there. Who was the coach that, that was screaming for you to be oh, there? We had a, uh, we had a uh, special teams coach named, uh, I think it was John Sweatman. And, uh, and that was one of the deals. What, what would happen is on the sideline, guys would play around, you know. So you're having a little conversation. Like, I know that I'm not on this special teams. But guy, you know, one of my teammates, might be three, three guys down, maybe a veteran. He's like, hey, Briggs. And you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> and then you look over, everybody's laughing at you, you know, and I'm like, got my heart racing, man. You got my heart racing. 
<laughs> that's, that's messed up, dog. You just you're just trying to make a play. You're just trying I, to make a dude, play. Dude, I'm trying not to get kicked off this team. I'm trying not to get cut. <laughs> but, is there is there a training camp moment for you that really stands out where even in your rookie year, you know, it just clicked? Like you were like, I can be here. I know that I'm good enough to be a number one on this type of team, or I'm good enough to be in this league for a long time. Hey, I knew it play one. I knew mm. it play one. I knew it, I knew it in uh in the summertime. I knew it in the summertime when we were doing OTAs that rookie year and um and I, you know, in the truth, I mean, it's the truth. I didn't know exactly what I was doing, you know, because I was, they were moving me from one linebacker position to the other, to the yeah. other. And I couldn't just focus on one. So, you know, and, and during the meetings, during the meetings, coaches would have me focus on, on one position. And then at practice, I'm playing the other two that I wasn't focusing on. So it took a little bit of time to, to, you know, to, to grasp up everything. Um, but when I was out there, I did know. I'm like, once I get this, once I get it, I, I'll be ready, you know. And, and in the time that I don't get it, what I can do is I can run to the doggone ball every play. Yeah. You know, and so, so that was, you know, I, I knew that, that I was ready for, for the, the, the top level at, at, in, in football. Um, I knew it when I, when I left college. I knew that I needed a new challenge. And then when I got up to the NFL, I was like, this is the challenge I've been looking for. What's the change like? How how hard is I heard Derrick Henry talk about it one day and he was like, there's nothing in college outside of like structure that yeah. prepares you for the NFL game because it's so much faster. You're hitting so much harder. You're doing processes so much information at what at once. What is that change like as you're going through that process that first year? Um I, I, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those deals where it's, it's you, when you look around, like I'll, I'll, I'll look around the, the, the defense that I'm playing with and I see how effective they are. Like they, you know, our defensive linemen, they get one-on-ones and, and, and it cuts that time down for that quarterback to throw the ball. You know, our corners, when I look, look over the ball is being thrown, they're in position, they're competing all the time. Yeah. You know, it's in, and it, the, the, and then I start to see the difference between um, uh, playing at the highest level versus the collegiate level. You know, the 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 amount of error, and when you call an error an error in the league, it's it's a lot of times it's minute. You know, it's very small. You know, as opposed to uh, um, you know uh, vapor locking and 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 being being outside of your fundamental, being outside of your space. In college, too many times I'm like, man, you that's your that's your uh, that's your guy or you can't get beat deep on that, you know. And and so um, the windows that that are created uh, defensively are different in the league than they are in college. You know, and for, for a quarterback, I'm telling you, the window is so tight, you know, on, a, a lot of times because defenses are so disciplined um, as opposed to college where you it's a, as soon as you look down, you, you know exactly which receiver you're going to because. He's wide open, yeah. you know, the place is <laughs> wide open, you know. And so you have to understand what wide open means in the league versus what wide open means in college and high school. That those those uh, those we heard about those margins last year a ton with Justin Fields. How close are they? Can you explain those in words where right like that? There always, <laughs> always was the conversation about Justin of 
He's not throwing the ball quick enough because he's waiting to see the receiver open. What is the receiver open in the NFL versus college? I'll tell you this. Um, you know, when I would drop, you know, there were they, just off of alignment, I knew that, you know, the outside receiver was more than likely going to be running a slant. So mm-hmm. in that slant, you know, I would uh, I'd get a three-step. So as soon as that quarterback catches the ball or he's say he's in gun, he catches the ball, he turns his shoulders. As soon as he turns his shoulders, I'm starting to head that way right now. Now, when the slant's coming, say, this is our receiver, and right. this is me. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so when the slant's coming, so as the slant's coming, and I get to – I have to I, – my job is to get to the midway point of where the slant is and plant, the, plant my foot. When I get there, I plant my foot and try to come back mm. because, because the quarterback's either going to hit that first window – or when I run out, he'll hit the second window right there, right there. So that's what you mean when we talk about the window. There's a window. There's a small yeah. window, but you have to know how to to use that window. You can either uh, uh, throw it quickly. Now, if that DB, if that DB is pressing, or if that DB is on that on that slant in the beginning, it's going to be hard to hit that window. Or yeah. if the linebacker gets a good jump, if I get a good jump then you want to wait, try to get that second window, but it's got to happen fast because of three-step and you don't have a lot of time. That's that's so crazy to just hear that breakdown of it to me because it's like, I feel like when the people hear the window, it's like, oh, well, you got to hit it at this moment. It's like, dog, it's not, like, this ain't Madden. Like, I got to yeah. understand this ain't Madden, although that's a helpful tip for Madden. I will be using that now. Now I know left foot <laughs> plant, press X. You know what I mean? Don't worry about that. But, <laughs> but, it's not maddening. And, and I love mm. getting the football knowledge out of you guys that play because like explaining the windows, explaining the depth and different things to people is like, bro, like it is a millisecond of a decision yeah. that keeps you in the league or moves you out of it because either a, a pass is completed or yep. you missed it. And this man's breaking down the sidelines. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot you have to process in, in, in what do you call it? Hundreds of a second. And but you do that through uh, through constant uh, repetition. You know, you repetition, repetition, repetition. Yeah. You see it, you see it, and, and and even in even in when you see it, you know, and you see it that many times, there's still going to be mistakes. You know, there's still going to be mistakes, but it's a numbers game. So you know, you you play what you see. I always say you you know you play what you see, and if what you saw was was wrong, you can live with it. Yeah. You can live with it. I can go to you. I can go to my coach and say, "This is what I saw." You know, and your coach can either, you know, a lot of times you're going to say, man, I, I saw, I see what you saw. This is what they did. You know, they manipulated what we do. That's how we, that's how we play. Or, you know, you saw the wrong guy, you know, you were seeing the wrong guy, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's very simple. And, 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 and the, for the why and, and, and the answer, it, it usually doesn't take long to get it. I was going to say, how long does it take you for it becomes second nature to you where you're just doing this off of the repetition you're just doing this because i know this is where i'm supposed to be in this style of defense or this is how this play runs or i I just know what this play is how long does it take is that is that a training camp thing is that end of the season thing how long usually sure well we we see that repetition. i mean you get so much repetition that you know let's say we're running cover three you know we run cover three against every possible situation yeah. You know, I mean, every possible, possible situation. And we do it over and over and over and over and over again. You get bored of it. You get bored talking about it. 
you know, you can get real bored talking about it. I don't, I don't, I love being out on the field. I'm like, man, I, yeah. I just want to be out on the field instead of talking about cover three that I've learned since my first year ever playing football at seven years old, you know? So uh, it's, but at the same time, you, you're so prepared for how they're going to attack you. You look at the splits, you look at where they are, you look at their alignment, you look at the formation and that's all of that is going to tell you what you need to know. You know, if you're, if we're in cover two, you know, if, if we're in man, you know, regardless, there are things that we're looking for, you know, why is there their number one receiver that catches, you know, 20 ball, 20 more footballs than the next receiver lined up closest to the, uh, the, the tackle. Oh, he's definitely not blocking. So alert, alert a receiver coming across the field. Yeah. You know, these are things that you, you have to, you sh- if you pay attention to it, you don't have to be the fastest guy out there. You just have the most knowledge. You can still get to the ball faster than a lot of guys. Yeah. I think, I think that's what we've praised Jack Sanborn for, right? It's a ton on this podcast over on ESPN 1000. We've heard that a lot of, there's a lot of love for Sanborn, not because he's the most athletic dude. I mean, I don't think he'll ever be more athletic than Tremaine Edmonds or TJ Edwards, but. Well, he's from he, Illinois. He's, he's, he is, he's from Illinois. You know, that, we, that has something to do with it. <laughs> a little bit. It helps. It helps. We can't show love. If you can't be from here, we don't show love. You know I mean? Hey, I will say this. The amount of Chicagoans that are on both teams right now, the Bears and the Bulls, it's a lot. It's a, listen. Yeah. I, I, I love it here, too, but I love Alabama guys. Give me some Georgia dude. I know what's, you know what I mean? Like, not a, not a lot of Illinois players that are the best of the best in the league right now. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, some hey, listen, we we call them diamond in the roughs. I right? love it. Just take a little bit of time, you know what I mean? Listen, they might not be the first rounders, but there's the guys that bring that that hard hat and they bring their lunch and over time everybody can see them for 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 what they're really worth. Oh yeah, and I think that's the part that you that you really get excited about with a guy like Jack Sanborn is just I think the guys who are the best at what he's doing right now are the guys who realize it. Like Jack has said, he's like, I know why I didn't get drafted. Like, like, what do you want me to tell you? I know why I didn't get drafted, but I'm yeah. one of the smartest people out there on that field. Mm-hmm. And I think that that mm-hmm. is what makes certain guys on this team so valuable to me because there are some guys that have the athleticism. There are some guys that have the brains, but that combination of both, I think Jack Sanborn has just that perfect mix of both. And that's, mm-hmm. that gets me excited about, especially coming into training camp, seeing those guys healthy. I'm, I'm ready for training camp um, to get cracking off here. Lance, I mean, can't wait for football season, bro. I'm so, I'm so ready for football season. Like I'm not going to lie. Here's the tough part about being in Chicago with it, right? See, Lance gets the <laughs> Lance gets the blessing. Uh, during the winter of Arizona, even though he will be here, he'll be in town. So he'll get the field of winter a little bit. But the hardest part is wishing for football season to be here, but knowing what weather comes with it. <laughs> well, I guess you can look at it. You can look at it as, as a, a few different ways. Okay. Because right now I'm out outside in the hottest months of summer in Arizona. And and it's all and it's and and it's mostly football that we're doing out here. It's mostly football. So yeah. all I'm gonna say is that you know I I might I might have the the uh, the luxury of not being in Chicago during the winter, but you have the luxury of not being in Arizona in the summer. You you're doing it for the love of your kids though, Lance. What do you, what do you? I'm not. I don't feel. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I mean, 
That's you're doing true. it because you love your kids. You got to do it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And, I'm, you know, as a coach, you move a lot less, you know, than, than as a player. So, you know, it's more it's more empathy that I have for the players when when they're they're being disciplined for not listening, you know? And how many, with, how many, with, how many Coach Lance moves? Hey, hey, hey. Get, get hey. on the line. Hey, look. Oh, yeah. Look. Get Come on, on the line. That boy crazy out there. Anybody here? He know, he'll know what he's doing. Line, boy. <laughs> I told him. I told him. Right, I told him. Stop playing with me. <laughs> I can see you. I can see you as like a 50s coach, cigar in mouth, Papa Bear Hallis hat, mm. full suit. Just Listen, yelling at the kids out there. I'm 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 a very easy coach to get along with to to get along with as long as you're doing what you gotta do. Hey, you, know? you gotta love um, it, man. You gotta love it. Mm-hmm. What's your what is your favorite out of all of your seasons training camp story that you've had where you whether it's on the field, off the field, in the locker room, what's your favorite moment about being a training camp? I listen, I, I love, you know the the whole idea of of eat sleep crap football like it's this you you leave your families you come into this you know for you come into his dorm for us at that time we were at Olivet Nazarene um and we all bring our stuff and 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 from the moment that we we wake up it it is football it is all football it's bonding it's us uh gelling together it's us coming together um, and we have a specific amount of time where it's just us doing us for that yeah. common goal before we're able to go back to the normal, you know, or semi-normal life and then go on to get into a regular schedule. So I, I just love that part of football. And, you know, it happens at every level, you know, at every level of football. And it's one of my, it honestly, is one of my fondest memories of the sport and what I really love about the sport. Um, uh, we're just coming off a of camp for the high school last week and um and it was a, it was a good three-day camp in, in the mountains up in uh Payson, arizona yeah and and it was it was great to see the boys really come together you know and they were stronger and they, it was good bonds that were created from this camp and it, it was it, it gave it it sparked a lot of memories that i had when i was younger you know and i'm glad that these guys these youngsters get to go through it as well it's uh it's it's funny to hear you say that because literally every other player that I usually talk to is like, man, I hated this time of year, but I loved being around the fellas. I hated the field time, but, but I loved being around <laughs> all of my brothers and stuff like that. You actually enjoyed the whole training camp process of just wake up, football, chill, football, eat, football, sleep, wake up, football. <laughs> and I love I love sport. Now, the only thing that now when I was younger – um, I, the, the, the thing I didn't like about training camp is that I was, I was a part of every meeting. And so mm. I had to set my alarm, you know, it, it was just like, man, can I get, can I possibly get 25 minutes of, of sleep and not oversleep? And I'm constantly rushing from one side of the campus to the other to make sure I make this meeting, Yeah, you know, but when I, when I was a, when I became a real vet, you know, then I knew that I, listen, I have. I got three hours that I can take a nap. You know, I got two hours, you know, and I'm going to start my stroll about 30 minutes early so I can walk slow. You know, and that's that was when I when training camp was the funnest for me. So, I will so. say that the, most of the people I talk to, there's not a lot of Lance Briggs is in there, right? There's not a lot of like, 
I'm one of the dominant linebackers and one of the best defenses of all time. You, what yeah. you gonna tell me? <laughs> <clears throat> hey, I, you know, <laughs> but well, we had a good group. We had a very good group, and and we all looked out for each other as well. Yeah, you know, there was always, you know, there, you know, you talk about a brotherhood. There was always somebody that was knocking, and you know, peanut. I would say, listen to my my doors unlocked. Just, just, just open it. And make sure I'm up. You know, hey, same for me. Same for me. Make sure I'm up. So we always took care of each other. Hey, that's good, man, because uh, I, I have heard the stories about oversleeping, and that ain't good. <laughs> Bro, just like you wake up, it's just like hearing that name. Briggs, where is Briggs? <laughs> It's, that's the, it's that it's that same wake up is all is like if you late for work or something just, oh god what time is it who's there what yeah. i gotta go oh yeah <laughs> running out one sock on <laughs> one sock in your hand you throwing it on as you going hey man training camp week is here we're excited for it as you can tell can't wait to see what this is all going to turn into and hopefully no more pup list guys let's hope that we are keeping this team as healthy as possible heading into the season um I think that's pretty much it for the day, Lance. Unless you got something else to uh, shoot out to the people, give them a little hope about this Bears team coming in. Any uh, no hope? No. Yeah, yeah, I got something. It's called Dub Bears. Dub yep. Bears. Hey, follow Dub us on Bears. everything at ESPN Chicago. You can follow me on everything at Path the Designer. Lance at Lance Briggs. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Chicago Bears podcast. Peace.